Presumably, I'm Mitch, and joining me, as always, is Luke. Hello there. Um, so welcome back to this week's What Up Wembley podcast. It's mm-hmm. um, it's week nine this week. Yeah. How how have you been, Mitch? It's been it's been good. Mm. It's been it's been very good. So That's as always, nice. we'll start with rapping. Mm. Take it away, Luke. Well, we have an absolutely mega episode today. We usually we've been having like about two thumb two weeks every episode. Like last year was one week, yeah. but that was because we were in Ms. McClue's class. It was easy, but now we've been averaging it two weeks. But sadly, last week, considering our gala day, it was just all too tight. So we're making up for it this week. It's actually such a big episode that we're gonna we're gonna cut the wrap in this week. So we're gonna oh, really? we're gonna talk about everything in the episode. So let's get straight into um, talking about the Year 6 excursion to series. Cool. So, to do with um, the Year 5s and 6s energy Mm. thing, this term... Concept. Concept, not energy thing. We have uh, gone on quite a few excursions and Mm. on week seven, yes, week seven, we went to series, which is a like very eco-friendly sort of like thing, energy and like sustainability and uh, lots of even made films from different energy Mm. sources. It's really cool. So here's a little briefing on about it with our... Interviewers. Yes. What up, Wembley? I'm Lynn. And I'm Gemma. And today we're interviewing Nick about um, the series questions. And year fives and sixes all come to series. So, Nick, can you explain to the listeners what series is and what does the acronym series stand for? Sure, sure. Um, Hi, everyone. So, series is a community environment park. And it started in 1981. And the letters, the acronym, the letters stand for Centre for Education and Research in Environmental Strategies. So it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? And the word comes from the Roman goddess for agriculture or farming. Tell us a little about the history of Ceres and the land it is on. Cool. So... Series, I think I just mentioned before, started in 1981. Before that, it was a place where they dug out bluestone for a really long time. So it was a bluestone quarry. And after that had finished, it was a very, very big hole in the ground. So the local council decided to fill it with rubbish. So it became landfill for a while. And then when they finished using it as landfill, they covered it over with soil. And so when Ceres took over, it was just rocks and weeds, no buildings, no trees, no shrubs, no grasses. I just have a quick question. Sure. Is bluestone like a kind of rock? Bluestone's a very hard rock. It's a very dark grey, and it's used a lot for roads and footpaths and buildings. You can find it at Williamstown Beach. It's a ton of bluestone. Ah, okay. So around the site, we still have made quite a few things from bluestone. A lot of the garden beds. uh, One building down there is made from bluestone. Really? I'm pretty sure we have bluestone in ours. Yeah, we've seen bluestone around here too. And what kind of things are at series? Like what activities? Okay. So series... We try to offer a lot of different things for the community. We've got markets, which every, every day we've got a nursery, we've got a restaurant, we've got a food available. We've got lots of places people can go. We've got a dam, we've got a play area for little kids. So people come here seven days a week. Um, and we get a lot of people like you guys coming Every year, we get sixty to 80,000 students come to series wow. every year. Okay. Wembley is doing the energy program. Can yep. you explain to the listeners what kind of activities we're going to be doing today? Yeah, like sure. Why? So, we, we have programs for lots of different things, and energy is just one of them. So, we have 
energy programs, land programs, waste programs, water programs, and multicultural programs on site here. We, we sometimes go out to schools and communities with other things, but energy programs, today we're going to be looking at fossil fuels, renewable energy, uh, energy efficiency in the house, and sustainable building design. So we've, we've got some pretty cool buildings here. The reception nursery building doesn't have heating or cooling in the main part. How energy mindful do you think you are, as in, like, at home, what do you ah, use? Okay, so there's lots of things that I try to, to do. Uh, uh, try not to waste stuff. Yeah, try to make things last a long time. Buy things that are going to last a long time that are very energy efficient. And I ride to, ride to work on an electric assist bicycle. So that's pretty good. Because a big part of our energy use is in transport and how we get around, stuff like that. Well, thank you for having this interview with us. And on behalf of Wembley, we had a great time today. Fantastic. Okay. Lovely having you girls here. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Sigrid. Hi, I'm Angelica. And today we're interviewing Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, say hi. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> Cool. So, do you so, what do you do? I am the Energy Education Coordinator at Ceres. So, I'm in charge of um, making sure all of the energy programs are working well and all of the equipment works and that we have interesting things to teach kids about energy. Uh, so, why do you like working here? I like Ceres because I get to be outside a little bit. Um, there are dogs and cats who wander around and the things I get to talk about are really interesting and always changing and I get to play with lots of fun gadgets. Cool. Um, how long have you been working at Ceres for? I've only been here for about a year and a bit, maybe a year and a half. Uh, why did you start working here? Um, so I worked at the museum before then and ScienceWorks, teaching people about uh, all sorts of sciencey things and then I saw that Ceres was doing a job and I thought that seemed pretty cool because we're teaching about really interesting, important things. Um, and it was some sciencey things that I thought were pretty interesting and that I could help out with. Cool. Uh, what are your favourite and least favourite things about the series? Um, I really like the natural environment and all the people who work here are really nice. Um, and everyone cares a lot about taking care of the environment and that kind of thing. Um, what don't I like? Uh, sometimes it's wet and I get rained on when I'm teaching outside. Sometimes it's too cloudy and rainy and my solar panels don't work very well. Um, and my office is a bit old and sometimes it gets cold in the winter. But other than that, it's pretty good. Were you working last Friday? Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, so the last, so today we've got really nice sun, as you could probably see on the podcast. Um, but for the whole rest of the week and last week, it was really cloudy and really grey. Um, and at one point, I actually thought my solar panel was broken, but it wasn't. There was just no sun. <laughs> Thank you. And you guys, I really enjoyed talking to your school today. It seems like a very uh, inquisitive school with lots of good questions. Hi, I'm Sigrid, and today I'm interviewing Alana. Hi. And Seb. Hello. Um, and I'll be interviewing them about the series ex excursion. Uh, so first of all, can you guys uh, tell me what you like about this excursion? So I really like how it shows us how we can be more energy efficient and how we can save money energy-wise. Cool. Alana? I like it that we get to actually do something. We get to get active yeah. with Physical it. Physical activities. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you can uh, do activities while learning. Yeah. Um, is there anything you guys don't like about it? Sitting down and doing nothing and just hearing it over and over and over again and just having fun. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they could do it like so while we could do other activities while we are, other activities while we are listening to them talk. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you guys think this will help us in class? Yes, it would because of what we're doing with concept. 
Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, are you guys excited for our future lessons on it? Um, well, I'm not really sure if we're going to actually get to do anything in the future, like, straight away, but if we get to do something, yeah, maybe. Not sure. It depends on what it is, but our teacher, Mr Penberthy, said that we might be designing an eco-friendly house. Yeah, that's what I meant. I think that would be really exciting. So, thank you. We have Lija. Hi. Um, Indy. Hi. And Jensen. Hi. Okay, so... How is it being at Ceres today? Um, it's been really fun to learn about um, electricity and stuff like that. It's been awesome and spending more time with your friends and doing fun activities. It's fun learning new things. Yeah. Okay, um, can someone tell us a bit about this excursion and what we've been doing? Um, we've been... Basically learning about different types of electricity and how it's kind of generated and produced and um, we're just kind of doing stuff like that. <laughs> different energies and like fossil fuels and renewable energy. How energy is produced and what it's used for. Cool. Um, okay. um, so uh, what, uh, what's been your favourite part so far? Um, probably the renewable energies. Lija? Um, uh, I don't really know. I generally enjoyed all of it, I guess. <laughs> Learning about renewable energy and kinetic energy. Cool. Um, what about your least favourite part? Yeah, what's your least favourite part? Um, I don't really have a least favourite part. I enjoyed it all. Um, same with me. All of it was really fun and, yeah. <coughs> Jensen, do you have a least favourite No, it's all fun. Okay. Um, excuse the background noises. <laughs> Can it be really boring at sometimes? Yeah, maybe when, like, they're talking a lot, but, like, you're still <laughs> learning a lot, which is kind of, it's good as well. Yeah, same as Lija, when they're talking too much and then... It's like you're learning stuff that you've already learnt in class and they're just repeating it. Yeah, sometimes it, they just go on and on. Same as Indy. Jelly, do you have anything else? Uh, don't, nope, nothing else to add. Well, thank you for letting us interview. Yeah, and have a nice day at series. Bye. Bye! So what do you think about the excursion? I thought it was an absolutely awesome excursion because mm. we could... Um, we had this part where, like, you know, we, we got, like, to use energy. Yeah. We had solar energy, which was cool because we got to get, like, a solar panel. Mm. We had to, like, measure which yeah. thing got more light, and it was north, I think. Yeah, no, at that moment of time. Yes. Because on the day, there was, like, barely any sun. Yeah, there was barely any sun, so, like, mm. the highest we could get was, like, 15 degrees or something. Yes. I like the uh, eco-friendly house, you know that? Mm, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and it had like, you know, the electric car. Yeah. And all the stuff about the roofing stuff. It's a really good place. Yeah. I recommend to go. Yes. So, next coming up, we have a bit to do with the school playground allocations. Yes, which is school captains. <clears throat> Me, <clears throat> one of them. And there's been quite a bit of chatter going around this, so, yes. you know, it's yes. going to be an interesting topic. Yes. <laughs> know Wembley is quite a large school it's like over 700 students 700 man yeah. that's quite a bit and uh we don't have a limited ground space to have all 700 students there so we have to have allocations of where different grades can go it's also so it reduces like you know injuries and like just having a more pleasant experience outside <laughs> yes, more so we're talking this is also about the old allocations not the new ones that just got released yeah Lot this week. It's actually the old ones. So we talked to um, a few students about this and let's hear what they had to say. What up, Wembley? Today we're interviewing Lauren and Grace. Hi. Hello. I'm going to interview them about the playground allocations. And I have Jazz here with me. Hello. As well as a podcast like me. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay, now we're going to ask them some questions. 
So what do you think about the playground allocations? Do you like them? I don't like them. Why? Um, it just, it's because every kid likes a certain spot and they have to wait a, ho- wait a whole week just to get that one spot for one day. What do you think, Lauren? Yeah, well, I do agree with that. Like, I also disagree, but, like, I do like some things about it. Like, 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 like when you don't know what to do and, like, it's your turn on the AFL pitch or the oval, like, you can go there. That's what I did with my friends and it was really fun. Sorry. It's positive. Okay. Do you think we should keep it? No, because... I feel like it's more negative than there is positive. Well, that's in our class, I think. So. I think some of it we should keep, like the Gaga Pit and the Adventure Play, but the rest we can't because we just first started off with those two because those were really popular, but now it's a whole school, pretty much a whole school, like 60% of it, so it's not really good. Um, um, what do you do at lunchtimes? Well, I usually play this, like gang up game thing where it's like you run around and you try and get people in it's like um, a gang up game so use ball? no i don't use a ball no, that's a very good thing. i walk around the school with my friends and find something fun to do do you think the yard is still too busy or just the spots that they've allocated well, it is getting more busier in other spots because I feel like if you're going to allocate something, something, and then it's just going to get busier in the other spot, and then, yeah. Um, do you reckon the the playground at the front is getting way too busy because there's too many year levels that don't have a thing? A little bit, yes, because I play with my buddies sometime, and like we were trying to go on the climbing frame thing and like there was always kids on it and then we tried to go somewhere else and there was kids on that so it's just yeah uh thank you um lauren and grace for your very 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 detailed questions um answers okay you know what you know cut that out miss McClue. thank you lauren and grace for your very detailed answers and thank you for giving up your time also okay from the podcasting team we'd like to say thank you bye so, Mitch, what do you think about the new playground allocations? Well, I didn't, I didn't really like the old one that was introduced. That wasn't introduced, but I didn't like the old one because well, it did its job. Like it spread the thing out, but I don't know. I guess like the grades didn't enough. Like they only got to play on the thing once every week. Yeah. Um, but the new ones that have just been recently added, like this week or last week, yeah, are better because like has more grades. Not because like not every single person in grade one, two, and three, and four, five, six are going to play on the soccer. And yeah, I, I agree. Also, we don't have Gaga allocations anymore. Mm, so or or Adventure Playground. Yeah. So you can, anyone can go there now. Yeah, because Playground, I mean, Alec, uh, what? No. <laughs> Nature Playground isn't really um no. used that much. No. It's, it's like, it's kind of unfair for like other people who quite use it often. Mean because adventure. like it's unpopulated. Mean Adventure. Yeah, adventure, not nature. Like, with the adventure playground, like, what if you use it a lot, like, Mm. quite a bit, except they just go, like, oh, you can't use it. It's like, but there's no one else there. It's like, still, can't use it. Mm. Also, now that we have the second Gaga pit, it's it's way bigger as well. Mm. So, more people can play Gaga. So, I think the the old allocations were meh, okay, and these ones are really good. Speaking of Gaga, let's Gaga go towards story time with Erin. So here is um, Erin's regular story time feature. And she'll be reading a short picture book and chapter three of The Gizmo. Mm. Also, for any parents watching this, you could put this, um, if, if you have a prep or you've run to any really, if they want to go to sleep and they want to listen to a book, they could just put this on and yeah. they could listen to like picture book or chapter three of The Gizmo. So yeah. skip to remember this certain time. Remember, remember this certain minute, mm. hour, second for the... For your kid, when when he goes to bed, he goes, Mum, can you read a book? It's like, yeah, sure. And just pull out your iPhone and just play and just leave him to doze off. Yes. That, that's a splendid idea. All right. 
So I hope you like the story time with Erin. Gizmo by Aaron, read by Aaron Austin, written by Paul Jennings. Chapter 3. The gizmo is like a guilty conscience. You can't get rid of it just when you think everything is alright. There it is again, making you feel bad. I stand on a bridge and look down onto the tracks. A train is coming. A goods train pulling carriages filled with coal. I take out the gizmo and hold it over the tracks. The train roars by below. Goodbye, I say. I let the gizmo drop. It spins down and down and falls into an open coal carriage. Straight away I start to feel better. Now I can go home and forget about that thing, about the worst day of my life. Tomorrow is a school day. Flogger will want his spanner back. Too bad. He ran off and left me to face the security guard. If he calls me a wimp, I will have a few things to say to him. I start to make a speech in my mind. Flog it, I say to myself, you are a coward. You ran away and left me to get caught. I know really that I will never say this to Flog it, because he is big and tough and will flatten me, even if I blink an eyelid at him. Still, it doesn't hurt to have a dream. My daydream is suddenly interrupted. I feel something in my pocket. Oh no, the gizmo. It's covered in coal dust and it's back. And it's mine forever. There is just no getting rid of it. Maybe if I press the on button, it will go away. Carefully, I put my thumb on the button and press it. The gizmo starts to hum, very softly, but nothing else happens. It's very disappointing, actually. Then after about 20 seconds, it gives a loud beep and falls quiet. I tell a man who is jogging along in a tracksuit, who gives me a stare as he goes by. Sorry, a tall man who is jogging along in a tracksuit gives me a stare as he goes by. He looks a bit funny in his outfit, red and yellow socks, doesn't really go with purple pants. He looks about as silly as I feel. What am I going to do with the gizmo? It can't stay in my pocket for the rest of my life. And what about when I have a shower? What will happen to it then? Will it stay stuck to me or will it stay in my pocket of my jeans? I decide to find out. I reach home and I sneak in the back door and go up to my bedroom. I pull off my jeans and throw them, with the gizmo, into the corner. Now we will see whether or not it stays in the pocket. It does. Nothing happens. But something is wrong. Something is not quite right. I am wearing a pair of red socks with a yellow band. But mine don't have a yellow band. The hair starts to stand up on the back of my head. Where did these socks come from? I am sure that I was wearing plain ones this morning. This is nutty, really weird. What is going on here? I have to get away from this crazy gizmo. It's driving me crazy. I pull on my jeans and go out into the backyard. I get a spade and start to dig. The ground is hard. After an hour of digging, I have only made a shallow hole. I keep going. The sweat pours down my face. My fingers are blistered. I have never worked this hard before in my life. Finally, the hole is deep as the handle of my shovel. I drop the gizmo into the bottom of the hole and shovel in dirt like mad. Just to be on the safe side, I toss in a couple of rocks. Then I stand back and I look. The gizmo is gone, dead and buried. I decide to say a few words over the burial plot. I mean, it is a sort of funeral. It is only right and proper to say something. I bow my head. Gizmo, I say, rest in peace and let me live in peace. I know I should have not stolen you, but I have learnt my lesson. You stay down there and I will stay up here. Amen. I walk out of the gate and down to the shops. I feel a lot better until I hear a soft buzzing noise. I pat my pocket and feel the gizmo inside. It is all covered in dirt and humming softly.
for sale. A tailor, tale of a peddler, some monkeys and their monkey business. Told and illustrated by Esphia Slobdokina. Read by me, Erin Austin. Once there was a peddler who sold caps. But he was not like an ordinary peddler carrying his wares on his back. He carried them on top of his head. First he had his own checkered cap, then a bunch of grey caps, then a bunch of brown caps, then a bunch of blue caps, and on the very top a bunch of red caps. He walked up and down the streets holding himself very straight so as not to upset his caps. As he went along he called, Caps! Caps for sale! Fifty cents a cap! One morning, he couldn't sell any caps. He walked up and down the street, and he walked down the street calling, Caps! Caps for sale! Fifty cents a cap! But nobody wanted any caps that morning. Nobody wanted even a red cap. He began to feel very hungry, but he had no money for lunch. I think I'll go for a walk in the country, said he and he walked out of town slowly, slowly, so as not to upset his caps. He walked for a long time until he came to a great big tree. That's a nice place for a rest, thought he, and he sat down very slowly under the tree and leaned back little by little against the tree trunk so as not to disturb the caps on his head. Then he put up his hand to feel if they were straight. First his own checkered cap, then the grey caps, then the brown caps, then the blue caps, then the red caps on the very top. They were all there, so he went to sleep. He slept for a long time. When he woke up, he was refreshed and rested. But before standing up, he felt with his hand to make sure his caps were in the right place. All he felt was his own checkered cap. He looked to the right of him. No caps. He looked to the left of him. No caps. He looked in the back of him. No caps. He looked behind the tree. No caps. Then he looked up into the tree and what do you think he saw? On every branch sat a monkey. On every monkey was a grey or brown or blue or red cap. The peddler looked at the monkeys. The monkeys looked at the peddler. He didn't know what to do. Finally, he spoke to them. You monkeys, you, he said, shaking his finger at them. You give me back my caps. But the monkeys only shook their fingers back at him and said, This made the peddler angry. So he shook both his hands at them and said, You monkeys, you! You give me back my caps! But the monkeys only shook both their hands back at him and said, now he felt quite angry. He stamped his foot and he said, You monkeys, you! You'd better give me back my caps! But the monkeys only stamped their feet back at him and said, By this time, the peddler was really very, very angry. He stamped both his feet and shouted, You monkeys, you! You must give me back my caps! But the monkeys only stamped both their feet back at him and said, At last he became so angry that he pulled off his own cap and threw it on the ground and began to walk away. But then each monkey pulled off his cap. And all the grey caps and all the brown caps 
and all the blue caps and all the red caps came flying down out of the tree. So the peddler picked up his caps and put them back on his head. First, his own checkered cap, then the grey caps, then the brown caps, then the blue caps, then the red caps on the very top. And slowly, slowly, he walked back to town calling, Caps! Caps for sale! Fifty cents a cap! And that's the end of the story. For those who don't know, there's many students at Wembley that right now are who are observing the holy month of Ramadan. Is that how I say it? Ramadan? Ramadan. Ramadan. Um, Ramadan. This is mostly noticeable because um majority of our friends are fasting at the moment. So they don't eat from like 5 a.m. 5. 5 to 5 a.m. 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. And this period of time goes from six the 16th of May to the 14th of June. It's like nearly a month. Um, but there's a lot more to this to this religious period, and we have we've talked to some of our friends about it who are fasting at the moment to find out. Right now. Hi, I'm Tessa, and I'm Nicola, and today we are here with some children who have been fasting, and yeah, because um, yeah, so their names are Eve, Halem, Muhammad. Okay, so tell us why you're fasting at the moment. Well, we fast so we know what the poor people feel like. It cleanses our body and so we get closer to God. How long do you have to fast for? A month, a year. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about some of the challenges. Well, well it's challenging because to not... you get hungry, that's why. Well, yeah, you get hungry and... And you see other people eating, so it's sort of like, oh, I wish I was eating now. Yeah. Oh, you're just making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what is the benefit? Or, yeah, what is the benefit? One of you. <laughs> the benefit is like, well, at the end of the month, which is next Friday. Um, Thursday. Thursday's our last day. Next Thursday, we will be stopping. It started May the 15th, I'm pretty sure, or May the 17th. What makes you feel good about fasting? Well, I just like it because, you know, the poor people out there, they don't really get the food and the drinks that they want, so it just gives us a chance to know what the poor people are actually feeling right now. Tell us about your religious holiday, Eid. Oh, uh, well, um, well, we get together with our family. Then we get money. That's the thing about well, it. We after, have a festival. We eat sweets and yeah. Well, after Ramadan, um, which is next Friday, which will be Eid, well, family get together, we eat food together, we get, you know, money. And we all say, yeah, and we're like, yeah, we celebrate together. Um, do you have any special food on a feed? Um, no. Well, not really. Yeah, it's just... It's just, like, me and Eve's family, what we do is normally parents bring in some food and we all eat it together. One from, yeah. one from each family makes a certain type of food and then they bring... Then we go to our grandma's house and we all eat there together. Mm. I just go to my grandma's house every day, that's all I do. Everyone goes there, so that's where I get money from. <laughs> um, do you have any tips or tricks to survive fasting? Maybe to not think about it. Yeah, and don't really look at people who are eating. Or, yeah. Don't run around too much. <laughs> yeah, that would be thirsty. 
Um, do you have any other questions? No. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do you do while fasting? Like, um, what is... Oh, okay. What's so what we do is... Well, after school, we get dressed, we go to my grandma's house and we wait till we... Oh, uh, what we normally do is we... So 5 o'clock a.m., people normally get up and eat till, like, 5.44. Then from 5.44 on to, like, 5.13... Um, we can't eat, and then after 5.13 we can eat all the way up to 5.44, so. A.M. A.M., yes, A.M. I'll just wake up at 4 o'clock and eat and go back to bed. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for having, uh, thank you for your time. I know you missed quite a bit of lunch, but. All of it. <laughs> Quite a bit. Um, but thank you, and yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. 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 Bye. 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 So, look, do you reckon you could not eat from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m.? Or not even drink water as well? I don't know, Mitch. That's really hard. Yeah, but I guess these people have been doing it for many years, so, you know, they They'd would get be. They get used to it, but they like, get used to it. Me, I've got an appetite. Yeah, I don't know. You'd get hungry, that's for sure. Mm. And thirsty. Yeah, and you can't drink. It's yeah. Like, you would look at all your friends with, like, these lunch boxes full of cupcakes and <laughs> chocolates and you just go, hmm, I want it so bad. So coming up next is the Drama Toolbox Incursion. Which we're having tomorrow. The preps to year two, so that's mm. prep one and two, had a drama incursion. The upper school, also known as us, mm. are having ours this week in week nine. Yes. But we sent just 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 a few a few podcasters over to the uh, to the preps and the one year ones and year twos to find out about it. What, what up, Wembley? I'm Gemma. I'm Angelica. And, and I'm Millie. And today we've got Katie from the Drama Toolbox. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Okay, so to start this off, what is Drama Toolbox? We are a company that does educational drama. In- so I go around to different schools and kindergartens every day and I run drama workshops that are related to learning. What do you do in the drama workshops? Everybody gets to dress up in a costume. We've got several different programs. Some of them are about narrative. Some of them are about how to look after your body and stay healthy. Things like fairy tales. There's lots of different ones. And I also play music. So everybody dresses up and dances to music and does some acting. So, um... Do you teach just preps, ones and twos or like what grades do you teach? I teach everybody from three-year-old kindergarten to grade six. Oh, okay. I wonder why we're not doing it. Oh, wait, I think we did it in year two. Okay. What do you like most about it? I love that kids get to have fun with me. They are allowed to muck around, make noise play in the classroom um, and it's just a joyful excuse to get away from your normal schoolwork. What is your least favourite thing about it? Sometimes it's the naughty boys. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately some boys aren't very good at listening. It's not all boys but you know the boys don't you? Yeah. (laughs) What how did this? How did your career start when doing the drama toolbox? I have a degree in musical theatre, and then I got a degree to be a teacher. And I worked as a teacher for a couple of years, and then I saw this job advertised, and I thought that's a fantastic way for me to use both of the skills I have—the performing skills and the teaching skills. Mm-hmm. So, um, what did you do today? Today we're doing Tiddlick the Frog, which is a Dreamtime story, and all of the children dress up as the Australian animals from the bush, and we act out the story of Tiddlick, who drank all the water, 
And then the animals have to try and make him laugh to get the water to come back out of his mouth. Do you know that story? Um, I think I we think did that. Yeah. I, I don't... I think... Mm, mm, yeah. Um... Sorry, we've got to make all these questions up because we... You're doing a good um, job. Yeah. Um, questions. Yeah. Um, um, so, has anything ever gone wrong with one of the shows? Um, usually it's pretty good because we run to quite a tight script. We run it the same every time. But sometimes the kids' imagination takes hold <laughs> and they will think of a different idea of how to make Tiddalik laugh, for instance. <laughs> And sometimes they think, oh, I know, let's get a scalpel and cut Tiddalik's stomach open. That'll open all the water. And I'm like, ah, we need to make him laugh. <laughs> so sometimes they'll say, oh, let's tell a joke. And they'll have really funny jokes or really bad jokes. <laughs> and sometimes they do funny dances or, um, yeah, I love watching what the kids come up with. It's it. Does it be like they can be really creative? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And the older the, the children get, the easier that is for them. When I'm working with four-year-olds and preps, it's a bit harder for them to come up with the ideas. They get a bit stuck and I have to prompt them. But by the time I get to grade four, fantastic ideas. So um, do you ever get to dress up? Yes, I do. There's one, a couple of programs that we do. One of them I get to play Captain Arthur Philip and I herd all the convicts onto the ship and I also get to dress up as a princess in fairy tale fiasco and we get to try and turn the teacher into a frog. <laughs> do, they, do, they, do they get really excited when um, when that program happens like when you turn, when you like dressed up and they stuff do like that. they get really excited and that's the something I love about this job is I get to turn up and be the fun teacher <laughs> instead of the teacher saying finish your work if you haven't finished you're staying in at lunchtime <laughs> yes, I, remember I don't have that to voice. do that anymore <laughs> yeah. uh, so how many schools do you teach I've been to hundreds of schools. Sometimes I go to one school for a whole day. Sometimes I can go up to four schools in have one day. Have you been, day. like, all around Melbourne? I have. Melbourne? I work like up Victoria? to Geelong, out to Frankston, up to the hills, to Eltham. Mm. I drive Whoa. everywhere. I actually live in West Footscray, which is very close to here. Oh, okay. So I'm really lucky to be at Yarraville today. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so have you been, like, have you been all across Victoria or, like, Australia or somewhere Yes, like and sometimes really? I tour to the country areas. We go to oh. Mildura and Warrnambool. Oh. I've Wodonga? been to Adelaide. You've been to Wodonga? Wodonga, Shepparton. Really? <laughs> yes. So we tour our shows around we go for a week and we work intensively in country towns do you fly there like over to we fly to adelaide uh and we fly to sydney but the rest of them we drive to well that's some long hours in a car (laughs) (laughs) that's all right just playing my music Okay, well, thank you for letting us interview you. You're welcome. And uh, have a nice day. Yeah. You and too. Hope you enjoy the rest. Thanks. Okay. Good luck with Thanks. your podcast. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. What up, Wembley? Hi, I'm Millie. I'm Angelica. And I'm Gemma. And today we're here with Willow, Alice, Ellie. <laughs> and we're just going to be asking them a few questions about the incursion they had. Which was cold? Tiddalik the Frog. Good yeah. job. So what was the Tiddalik the Frog incursion about? Um, it was about, well, and I was, and it was about um, a frog um, drinking all the water. And the animals were bursting and we had to wait to Tiddalik the Frog to make all the water come out so the animals can drink them. Yeah, did you have to make him laugh? Yes. And the eels all wanted to play. How did you make him laugh? The eels made him laugh. The eels did dancing and they made him laugh. And then all the animals go and got to join. Oh, nice. 
why are you doing this? Because it's, it's, um, it's, um, we will point at you, okay? So, why are you doing it? We'll come to you. It's because, it's because we have to learn about frogs getting big and it was just a thing that we had to do. Um, well, well, the Aboriginals um, made that, that up and, and it'll be good if, if they did it um, be, because it's a good story. Yeah, and so did you have fun? Um, yes! Yes, we did. Yeah? Yes. Well, um, yeah, did you guys get to dress up? Yes! yes. So what did you guys dress up as? I dressed up as... Um, is eagle and uh, um, it, it was a neck thing that you had to put your neck up. Was it a frilled neck lizard? Yes. It was um, a frilled neck I, I dressed up as a bird and a kangaroo. What did you dress up as? What did you dress up as? So I've heard that um, ours, the upper school's drama incursion is a little different to the perhaps years truce. It's more about improv, like in improvising. Oh yeah, so like Have you in case ever something done... goes wrong instead of completely yeah. stopping, you just go. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah. Have you ever done drama, Luke? Um, actually, when I was in grade one and two, I did this program where we sang, dance, and did drama. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I hated it, yeah. but I I did I didn't mind yeah. being up on stage. And yeah. then for the duration of the end of grade four and a bit of grade five, I did um some, some yeah. like out of school drama stuff yeah. inside of school. So it was out of school. Mm. Inside school. Yes. I've also done some drama. I did some drama in, like, kindergarten. And also I did drama with you, Luke. Remember? Remember? At the stage place. I did it for, like, one oh, year. Oh, that was awesome! Yeah. No, when I said uh, we did the drama singing and the dancing, that, that wasn't was... what I meant. That that was awesome. I loved that. Yeah. Remember we had to, like, come up with our own stage show? Yeah. That was so cool. Remember the food one? Where it was, yeah. like, Master Chef? And yeah. Like and then Kirk trotted over Wilson. Yeah. This, was like, this, was like in, this was, like, in prep, by the way. Yeah. this was No, it was, like, grade, grade one. one. Grade one. Grade oh, one. Oh, good memories. Anyway... So, we did a lot of improvising in that, didn't we? Yes, because coming up next is the Five Shit Girl of the Day. Uh, last week, the year fives and sixes competed in our local Girl of the Day. And we had to choose a sport out of lacrosse, netball, hockey, soccer, and AFL. And all the sports went into their different venues to play their sport against different schools. Happens every year for the year five and sixes. And uh, what what sport did you do, Luke? I did lacrosse, same as you, Mitch. Yes, I did lacrosse as well. It and was really I fun. was expecting me to be so bad. Like, I was expecting I wouldn't be able to pick up the ball. But I was the third, mm. like, in my opinion... Like, not, not to be or anything. But I feel like I was, like, the third or the fourth best on the team. Yeah. Olive, obviously, Oliver Pipke, being someone who's actually played already, was a gun out there, catched mm. every ball, threw it in. And Lucas was just so good. Like, he was weaving past, smacking the mm. ball up, even though he didn't, he's never played before. Mm. And, of course, me and Amog were very, you know. Me and Amog were quite close. Amog got some really nice catches. But it was a great game, mm. you know. It got better as the day went on. Yeah, like, yeah, you got definitely. more used to it. At the more... start, I was actually saying, like, oh, I just want to go home. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I want to keep on playing this. Yeah, it was actually really fun. What up, Wembley? I'm Angelica. I'm Sigrid. I'm Millie. And today we're uh, interviewing some kids about Gala Day. Uh, so we have Eleni. Yolo. Emily. Hi. Campbell. Hi. <laughs> Cooper. Hi. And Blake. Hiya. Aren't we supposed to ask them their names? Not... Oh, oh, well. Way to go, guys. Okay. Way to so, go. Um, what sports did you do? Um, I, I did netball. 
She did hockey. She did hockey. Lenny did hockey. Football. Footy. Lacrosse. And we have no one from soccer. Because no soccer sucks. Soccer sucks. Yeah. No, it doesn't. I know. I'm pretty sure um two of their teams made it into the next round. One or two of their teams. That's all I know. Okay. Okay. So did anyone uh did anyone's team make it into the next round? No, but I. My team, the girls' team. Um, yeah, the A1s for netball made it through. We don't know. We could get yeah, in. Apparently, there's something sure. called a wild card. No clue what that is. We're still not sure. Yeah, we're not sure. Our A boys lost by two points against the best team. Mm-hmm. If we had two more minutes, we would have won. Easy game. What about Isn't a wild card? Uh, the girls', uh, the wait, girls team the made it into the round. Five, five points, I think. Oh, our girls' team, the footy girls' team did well as well. Did yeah. they make it? No, they didn't. Well, it was the out like, the top highest um, scores who didn't make it to the round. Okay. Um, was there any funny moments, like I saw uh, yes. Seth lying on the ground? Because, yeah. Oh, well, what happened with us was, as I went to go get the ball, the ball got hit and it landed in my face. So I started crying on the court, but I had to suck it up. So I teared it up and like, I... <laughs> How is that funny at all? We smashed the other Wembley team 130 by 100. But, yeah, the other Wembley team, which is my team, we helped them, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got hit in the balls twice, oh, so... Club out there. <laughs> it's not really funny. It just could have hurt the other person from St. Augustus. I hit them, I flicked the ball up and I hit them in the thigh. And she started crying and just like... You're mean. That's hilarious. What a voice. Um, so, um, so now we're interviewing Mr. Collins. And, um... Hello. About Gala Day, because you're the soccer coach. And we, coach. And we didn't interview anyone from soccer last time. Yeah. Uh, we did have Lisa and Sandra as well, were very impressive coaches on the day as well so did any of the teams make it through um so the girls team made it through and the boys team made it through and the mixed team only got beaten by the girls team so everyone did really well very impressive Hmm. um so what uh was your favorite moment um, Avina kicked a goal. She had a corner and she kicked a goal from the corner. It was like Bender like Beckham and it just swung straight in. And that was, was my highlight of the day. It's very impressive. Um, do you have any uh, students who were in soccer who did really well on the day? Yeah, um, the whole team did really well. Um, Ella Giddy was very supportive. She had to go goalie a couple of times and she was really good for her team. Um, Nicola kicked a whole bunch of goals. She was really good. Um, there were some really impressive people on the day. Were there any funny moments? Uh, funny moments. Um, we were watching the uh, boys play and Tarek was goalkeeper and he was getting a bit distracted by the crowd and the other team almost scored a goal because he was not watching. So, uh, wow. yeah, he needs to pay attention a bit more, I think, Tarek, but... It was really good. Who would you say you're the best coach? Um, I reckon Sandra probably did the best. She was a pretty good coach. Would you say you're the worst coach? Uh, I reckon Lisa. Well, Lisa was the worst <laughs> coach. Don't tell her I said that. You aren't recording this, are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, which team did the best? Oh, no. Oh, which team do you think Definitely. was the best? I reckon... I only saw the girls play, but I reckon all the teams did really, really well. I was actually really impressed with the mixed team. They got over the day, they got better and better and better, and they just were really impressive. So, yeah, might have to be the mixed team, I reckon. Yep, uh, that's all. That's all. So, as you, if you didn't know, um, in at Gala Day, if you do it really well, like if you win all your games, well, not all your games, but most of your games, you get through. Mm. To like the second second stage, yeah. And in lacrosse, the boys team, they got really close. They got to the grand final, but they sadly they, lost by two points. Yes, but the girls, they got through. Mm. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Gnarly. And um, I'm, I'm and the girls and the boys soccer team got through. 
Yeah, that, that's, that's that. also good. That's also good. And, um... Wembley Rockingham. I'm not sure about the football team, though. Mm, me neither. I'm not sure about those. But if they did make it through, then yeah. great. If anyone else made it through, awesome. Don't, don't, don't like yes. any of us. <laughs> anyway, coming up next is Education, education Week. Week. Except it's super important to include. Yeah. So a little while ago, it was Education Week, and mm-hmm. Wembley acknowledged this by holding a little, a little opening morning for the mums and yes. dads and grandparents and yes, and yes, and, 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 and guardians. We had a couple of podcasters talk to some students about Education Week and why it's important and why they think it's worth celebrating. And here it is. And it anew. What up, Wembley? I'm Nicola. And I'm Millie. And today we're interviewing some kids from out in the yard um, about Education Week. And today we're joined by... Jake. Zach. Eddie. Amber. Charlize. Um, so, Millie, first question... Who's your favourite teacher and why? Uh, Miss Dunn, because I just like her. Mum. Why? Because she lets me kiss my butt. (laughs) 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 Who's your favourite teacher and why? Mrs Manning. Why? Because she's my only teacher. Who's your favourite teacher and why? You've only had one teacher. Why is this taking you so long? This many. Why? Because she's kind. Emma. I like all of them because they all teach you stuff. I like all of them because you get to learn something new from every teacher. Um, why do you think education is important? So it prepares you for the future and you know stuff. Uh, cause I make you smart. Okay. Same as Zach. <laughs> um, it prepares you for what you have to do in the future. When is the battle yeah. It prepares you for the future. Um, what's your favorite and least favorite subject? Uh, my favorite is. Math and no, I mean writing and concept, and my least favorite is math. Okay, go. Uh, mommy and daddy. Why? Who's your favorite and least favorite? Uh, mommy. Is your uh, mommy. Mommy, my favorite. Why don't you like your dad? Because he has no hair. <laughs> he actually doesn't. Oh, okay. okay. Um, ah! Zach, what's your favourite like, or least favourite subject? Mummy and Daddy. No, come on. Just real, real subjects. Even though that one was funny. Yeah. <laughs> real subjects, you know, maths, writing, writing reading. Stuff that you do in school. Yeah, stuff that you do in school. PE, but what about like not specialist? Just in the class, your class. Yeah, just classroom. in your class. From your teacher. Uh, maths. Maths? Okay. Is that your favourite? Mm-hmm. What about your least favourite? Uh, writing. Uh, okay. So, what is your favourite slash least favourite subject? Um, my favourite subject is maths, and my least favourite is writing. Do you like maths? My favourite subject is probably writing, and my least favourite is reading. Oh my god. Um, that sucks. Oh, no, that sucks. Um, <coughs> um, okay, well, bye. So yeah, bye. Buddy. Since we're talking about school and education, we decided to do a um, similarities and differences um, in schools from different countries. So first we have a school from Ukraine. Ukraine and we're also going to compare it to an Australian school. Okay. Um, so yeah. 
with the Ukraine schools, they generally have a lot smaller classrooms with not as many students in them. Also, they're free dress and the schools look a little bit smaller than an Australian school. Yeah. Um, the, and the Australian school is definitely a lot more... Um, well, it looks like a lot more like educated, and it looks a lot more. It looks like it like at one of the in one of these pictures that we see is like a, there's people like guests coming to the school. There's a choir, and they've got I fit like it looks like they've got quite a lot more money than the Ukraine. Yeah, and they've got a lot more play equipment, and yeah. Better learning opportunities. Yeah, exactly. A bigger school, I think. Yeah, it looks a lot bigger, actually. Yeah. So that's... Okay, so that's it for today where... Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. I think it was really important to celebrate Education Week at Wembley because, you know, we educate people with education. So I think it's really um a really good thing to commemorate all the teachers and all the staff at Wembley who've done all the great things. Mm, do you have any shout outs for any of like your I teachers? I got a shout out. Like? I got a shout out to Miss McClue for making the podcast because you know she puts lots of hours and hours of setting up the podcast, mm. editing the podcast, and you know. I also have a shout out to Miss McClue, but not just because of the podcast because mm. she was like or a teacher. Because she's, like, not only has she, like, done the podcast, but she was also my thing last year, mm. which was yes. really good. Yeah. And, this is quite a funny story, last night we were, like, rushing because I had my, uh, hail, um, hail, um, Williamstown High interview for yeah. the, uh, Seal. the, uh, yes, yeah, C also known as Accelerated Program, yeah. which is, you know, for all the smarties, just, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And... She like we thought it was to, we thought it was today, so she's like like Miss McCauley rushed up a, like a little thing to like say to our teachers, which was super nice. And it turned out my mum got the date wrong, and it's next Wednesday. Uh, so credits to Miss McCauley for doing that because she was probably also, in like a rush doing stuff already. Shout out to all the teachers at Wembley and staff because yeah. every single teacher here is awesome. Mm. So yes. Anyway, coming up next is. Next fortnight's episode. So next fortnight of the episode. Yeah. Okay, so coming up in the next two weeks. On Wednesday, we are going to be having... The 27th of June. Yeah, on Wednesday, it's the 27th of June. We will be having the last pupil-free day for students in 2018. Mm. This day is planned by the student LED conferences. Students are required... Student-led conference. Led. Oh, I thought it was... Okay. <laughs> students are required to attend school for their conference, about 15 minutes, to present their semester learning achievements on a proficiency scale. Mm. Also, bookings are essential and can be uh, made by via central... Um, bookings will open on 9am Tuesday, the 12th of June, and close on the Monday, 25th of June at 4pm. So make sure you book your session times. Mm. Also, the last day of term is French Day. We will have more on that in our next episode. Anyway, thank you for watching this week's, or well, this fortnightly episode. Yes. Fortnightly plus a week episode. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, so make sure to tell all your friends and family tell, about tell the podcast. Tell your pet tree, tell your Nissan Civic Extra X, um, 2016 model. Tell your water tank outside. Tell your blinds. Tell tell your favourite book. Tell tell your online friends that you've never met in real life. Do it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, signing off, I'm Luke. And I'm Mitch. Goodbye. Bye.